Welcome back for part two of the Fish Cast. It's Corey Long again, joined by Fish and Coach Demo. Um, we're going to do a little quick part of recruiting. Got a couple of guys as, you know, the recruiting is going to slow down as training camp starts and as both training camps in the high schools and in the pros. But we did a couple of commitments. Uh, Jalen Glover, a running back that we spotlighted in our last um, on our last recruiting breakdown, made his announcement. He ends up choosing Utah over Florida, South Carolina, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Tennessee were all in there. Um, at the end of the day, I you know I know a little bit about this this young man, being that he's from the area. I uh, area I live, used to live in in Polk County is that he really was sold on playing for Kyle Whittingham, and I think when it came down to it and looking at the coaching staffs. He really likes Salt Lake City. He's, I think he's a mature enough kid, knowing what I know of him. He's mature enough to where he can leave Florida and be okay. But he loves Salt Lake City. I think that it was a program that made it very clear that he was their top guy, that they wanted him, that they showed him how much they wanted him and what their plans were. Um, and Florida, we saw that Florida had taken a running back. So... There might have been a question of space there, but I think he was going to end up at Utah either way. I just think he, when when he started really evaluating each of the schools that were after him, I think he felt like Utah gave him the made him the happiest on you know gave you know was was the best fit from on the field and just the environment there made him the happiest on the off the field. So um, I think it's a great pickup for Utah. I think he kind of fits. You know, Fish, we talked about that. He kind of – he has a little bit – his stock can fit a Pac-12 type of offense. He can be a perimeter guy. Yeah, I, I think he'd do very well. Um, he'll do very well out there. I, you know, they just had a running back from Florida a couple years ago um, that's now in the NFL that did very well. And uh, that kid, as good as he was, this kid actually has more upside. Um, very similar style running styles, runs between the tackles pound the ball up there and, and probably has a little bit more wiggle to him um, and the ability to create the big plays. I think this kid made the right decision. We talked about this. I think it's all about fit. And, and he found the school uh, being in the Pac-10. We talked about Chip Kelly should have probably gone after him at UCLA. He's, this kid will do very well in the Pac-12. Um, you know, the, the, they don't play a ton of defense, so he will be able to exploit a lot of what he sees on every Saturday. Uh, he's a great kid. I think he'll he'll fit in in that town. Like it's not going to be a culture shock to him that it would be to other players. And I think they hit a home run on landing this kid. Um, I think Utah got a great player and and good for him. Like I said, a lot of times it's fit and a kid making the right decision. And this kid made the right decision. And I I, I think I wish him nothing but the best. And I think he'll do very well with out there at Utah. Yeah, Utah has had some success in Florida over the last few years. Uh, their defensive line coach, uh, Coach Powell, uh, he was out in Hawaii with me coaching the D-line. He knows the emphasis, and they put an emphasis on recruiting Florida. Uh, even before he got there, I think even Erickson was out there for a while, if I don't remember correctly. But um, they've had success in Florida, and I would imagine they're going to continue to have it, especially pulling this young man in. Coach, you know, one thing um... – a player like that, you, you've recruited, you know, you recruit out of state for the programs that you work for. When you're bringing, and you brought kids from Florida all the way out to Hawaii, 
um, and they played and they did quite well. What did you when you're when you're recruiting and evaluating them? What are you looking for that gives you confidence that they're going to be okay? So many miles away from home, with no real opportunity to see their parents until the holidays, with you know no family close by. You know, I think Fish hit it on the head. It's the fit. Number one, number one, knowing the athlete, the student athlete, and the football player more than just film that we've talked about before. You got to know what makes him tick, know if he's going to survive out there, know if he's going to be okay being so far away from home. Uh, does he have the blessing of his family to go away and all that kind of stuff? And then when he gets there, is he going to assimilate into the, into the culture that's there? And the players that I was able to get out there from Florida did. They had a success in the community as well as at the school and on the football field. So I think those things are key that you look for when you're going to take a young man out of the state that he's in and move him across the country like we did in Hawaii, but in any other state, even out west. Now, the second player on our list is uh, Leighton Nelson, big offensive lineman, 6'6", about 275, 280 at a Boone High School. Um, he's a kid that Fish and I have been high on for a while, and uh, he ends up getting a lot of power, five interest, but I think it really came down to UCF and Florida with both schools really gunning after him as a major need player. And UCF pulls off what I would have to believe is a recruiting upset. And he decided he wants to stay home and play for the Knights. And, you know, Fish, you've seen him. Big coach, you just saw – you had a chance to look at some film. I mean, this is a – you. this is no doubt this is a power five talent going to UCF. There's none. Well, he plays that position with bad intentions. I mean, he can bend, he'll strike you, he'll finish the play. And if he finishes you, he'll go finish somebody else. Um, he's not related to Quentin Nelson, but he's got the same last name, I'm sure, because Quentin was a great player in high school and in college, Notre Dame, and now in the NFL. Um, and I don't want to compare it to him, but when you watch the film, he plays that nasty. You know, he plays the offensive line like he's a defensive lineman. He wants to finish the plays. And I think it's a great get for UCF. I mean, goodness gracious, that kid could have went to any Power 5 school and had success, and he chose to stay home, and that's, that's great for them. You know, Fish, what, is this, uh, what does this say about – what does it continue to say about what Gus Malzahn has done? It, it seemed – you know, I, I, thought, I thought, you know, Scott Frost did a good job in his short time there. Josh Heupel, uh, you know, there's kind of hit or misses with Heupel and recruiting, but – we were wondering how Gus Malzahn would recruit, and I think he's shown us that, you know, he can, he, he can evaluate and he can spot talent and find talent that's comparable to the Power Five and get him to go to UCF. We talked about this before. This is no surprise. Um, Gus Malzahn was at an SEC school, and now he's at a program that he could pull SEC-type players. This kid – you know, the first time I saw him, I remember I sent you his video. I thought just watching his video, you could argue he was one of the top offensive tackles in the state of Florida. He was a kid that was 240 last year, um, and I think 6'4", his coach uh, told, you know, put it out there that he grew a couple inches and he got a lot bigger and more physical from his sophomore to his junior year. Then you watch his junior film, every coach I sent it to with within minutes – I, I, you know, they pretty much watch his film and sent out offers. So he's a big time kid. Uh, this is a kid that could play on Sundays. If he gets up to 300 pounds, which I believe he will, um, he will have the opportunity to play on Sundays 
I think one of the reasons too, you know, UCF did take his brother as a preferred walk-on. A lot of schools didn't want to take his brother as a walk-on and the mom did want both of the kids to play at the same school. So that helped out a little bit, but at the end of the day, they took a kid that could play at Florida, Florida state or Miami. And we've seen all three schools struggle at the tackle position. This is a kid that could start within two years at either of those schools and be an all conference type player. I'm a big fan of his and you, I've been telling you about him for a while now. And I mean, you didn't want to take a walk on like, I mean, if you're, you need, you know, offensive tackles, I don't care what school you are. You need offensive tackles pretty much like every year. That's a need you need to hit. And I mean, I mean, Dima, are you gonna let a a walk on like a, <laughs> let a walk on keep you? I don't want to take up his brother as a walk on now. We're not talking. You got to give a scholarship. You're just letting him walk on. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what the story is behind that. Sometimes these schools want their walk ons or their preferred walk ons now to meet a certain criteria academically. They never want to have a walk-on, say he doesn't go to class or he doesn't have great grades. I don't know the backstory of any of it, but when you're talking about a kid like this, you might want to take a second look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just so odd, Fish. It, like, it, like, that's odd. They wouldn't think it was a walk-on. I mean, I'm just – I'm telling you what I've heard. You know, I don't <laughs> – I'm not saying it's the right way to go, but it's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you surprised – I, I, I'm just surprised that this kid, you look at the three Florida schools and how much they've struggled along the offensive line. This kid should have been in their class, period. I, you, you could tell me, oh, he's a little light. Well, you know what? Uh, Miami had a kid I think they took two years ago, uh, uh, this Michael McLaughlin kid out of Douglas. He was 6'6", same type of kid, 250. He's pushing 300. You could put weight on this kid. He's not – if you look at pictures of him, he's not some narrow-shouldered uh, short arm, skinny guy. Um, he he could play at that level, and I'm just shocked. I, I personally think that this is the type of kid that people in a couple of years from now are going to. Uh, how did UCF pull this kid? He's going to be the leader of the old line crew. There's no doubt about it. He'll be the leader because that's the kind of when you watch him on film, you get that impression. Well, the Gus bus continues to roll on for UCF as they head into training camp and I you know, opening a night matchup against Boise State. And the fish cast bus, however, stops for the week as I'm headed on vacation, guys. And I'm out of town for seven or eight days. I'll be back next week. I'm assuming uh, when we get back, we'll start rolling into some of these uh, previews. We'll have a little bit more intel from the training camps. We'll talk a little bit more about what we expect to see. We're less than a month away, gentlemen. I can't wait. Well, me neither, because if you listen to all these coaches, they're all going to win a national championship. <laughs> they're they coming off the first two days of practice, and they think, yeah, we got it. It's the first two days of practice, guys. Be excited. Pump up and realize it's a long way to go. Hey, yes, 121 programs, national champions. <laughs> after two days of training camp. Uh, Fish, any final words for you? Nah, man, just have a fun, safe trip, and I look forward to jumping on another podcast with you soon. All right, guys. Well, until next time, for Charles Fishbine, for Coach Demo, this is Corey Long. Thank you for listening to the Fishcast, and as always, you can check us out on social media, Twitter, at the Fish Podcast, 
please listen, please download the podcast at Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. When you do that, make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you do it because you like the podcast, just because I'm asking you to do it, do it either way. Do it for the people. The people want to hear, people want to hear more of the Fishcast, so in order for that to happen, we need that five-star rating. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Hey, you too, guys. Stay tuned.